Did the resurrection actually happen? That's the title of my message on this Easter Sunday. We're going to be looking at this question today. And we're going to first of all begin by reading Luke chapter 24, verse 1 to 7. This is what it says. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in. But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. What a joy it is to come together today to celebrate the fact that Jesus isn't dead, that his body isn't in a tomb or a grave somewhere, but that Jesus is alive, that he is risen from the dead and he is alive forevermore. You know, the resurrection of Jesus is among the most important of all biblical truths. It's foundational. The great evangelist, Christian evangelist Billy Graham once said, the most important events in human history were the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, many of the other aspects of the Christian faith depend on Jesus' death and his resurrection. Without the resurrection, there would be no Christian faith. And it is because of that, that Satan, the devil, has created lies for over 2,000 years to try and disprove the fact that Jesus is alive. He's been spreading these lies for over 2,000 years. And so today, I want us to look at this question. Did Jesus actually rise from the dead? Is the resurrection, did it actually happen? And I pray today that as we look at some of Satan's lies, but also look at the biblical evidence and historical evidence that we'll see, in fact, that Jesus is alive, that Jesus has risen from the grave. So the first lie that Satan has been spreading for 2,000 years is that the body of Jesus was stolen. That's the first lie that he began to spread concerning the resurrection of our Saviour. You know, the guards who were at Christ's tomb, they were the first ones to spread this lie. They were told to say this by the religious leaders. Matthew chapter 28 verse 12 to 15 says this. It says a meeting with the elders was called and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told you the soldiers, you must say Jesus' disciples came during the night while they were sleeping and we, they stole his body. If the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you so you won't get in trouble. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. This story spread widely among the Jews and they still tell it today. You know, it's interesting that although this lie has been spread for 2,000 years, it actually proves the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's unlikely that the apostles would have counterfeited the resurrection and stole the body of Jesus. 
And you might say, why is that? Why is it unlikely? Well, it's unlikely because they didn't believe that Jesus rose. They didn't believe it themselves. You know, you, you'll even remember that even one of the disciples, he's got his name and nickname because of the fact that he doubted Jesus' resurrection. And that is Thomas. He's known as Doubting Thomas. And you know, when the women arrived to the disciples after they, they had been to the tomb and they seen that Jesus was risen, they heard this message from the angels. They went back to tell the disciples and listen to the disciples' response in Luke 24 verse 11. It says, but the story sounded like nonsense to the men. So they didn't believe it. You know, instead of remembering the words of Jesus that he would have to die and rise again, the disciples, they didn't believe it at first. They didn't believe the fact that Jesus was risen from the grave. So it's very unlikely that the disciples would have stolen the body of Jesus and then come up with a story about the fact that Jesus is alive. And not only that, Jesus' enemies, they wouldn't have come up with this story or stolen his body either. Because the last thing that Jesus' enemies wanted was for another Jesus movement. They didn't want to see people put their trust in Jesus. They didn't want to, people to believe that Jesus had actually risen from the dead. So that would be the last thing that they would do is to make up the story that Jesus' body is stolen. And they also didn't want to face the fact that they would have to hand over the body of Jesus for those who were demanding it, for those who followed Jesus. But you know, it's incredible that the, the enemies of Jesus, they wouldn't have been able to provide a body. Neither would the disciples have been able to provide a body because Jesus wasn't dead. Jesus rose again. Jesus rose again three days later, just as he promised. There was no body for them to produce. And you know, Satan, no matter how many times he tries to tell this lie, the fact of the matter is, is there is no grave for our Saviour because Jesus is alive. He conquered sin, he conquered Satan, and he conquered death. He is risen indeed. So that's the first lie that Satan has been spreading, the fact that Jesus' body was stolen, but it wasn't. Jesus is alive. The second lie that Satan has been trying to spread for 2,000 years is the fact that Jesus never died. This is the second one, that there was no resurrection because actually Jesus never died. You know, many people have believed this theory. Many people think that actually Jesus just passed out because of the, the extent of the pain that he was going through. But actually, he woke up and he was alive. He never actually died. died. Many people think that he was actually revived in the tomb, that the cold air in the tomb, the atmosphere of the tomb was enough to wake him up from this coma that he had slipped into, that he took off these, these uh, uh, grave clothes and that he walked out of that tomb. That's what many people believe. However, this theory just flies in the face of, uh, of those who believe it. It goes against everything that those who believe it are saying. Because the fact of the matter is, is that the Roman guards who were guarding that tomb and also the ones who had crucified Jesus, if it was found out that they hadn't actually killed Jesus, that Jesus hadn't died upon the cross, then they would have been killed. They were experts in crucifixion. And if those who were nailed upon the cross, if they didn't die, then the Roman officers, the Roman guards, they would have been killed. You know, the, the guards, they were certain that Jesus had died upon the cross. They were certain of that. Listen to what it says, John chapter 19, verse 33 to 37. It says, but when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. So they didn't break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water flowed out. 
This report is from an eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so you may also, you also may continue to believe. These things happened in fulfillment of the scriptures that say, No one and not one of his bones will be broken, and they will look on the one they pierced. This was the final proof that Jesus had died upon the cross when that spear was put through his side and the Bible says blood and water poured out. Jesus died upon the cross. You know, this theory is actually pretty ridiculous when you think about it. To think that anyone would be able to survive the crucifixion that Jesus went through. Jesus was beaten up. He was beaten severely. The Bible says that Jesus was whipped 39 times. He would have had a whip on his back and, and this whip wasn't just like a normal whip. This whip had pieces of nail. It had metal on it. His back would have looked like a ploughed field. Then he had this crown of thorns thrusted upon his head. He was continued to, uh, he, people continued to beat him up. Then he was made to carry this tree, this heavy tree, this cross up through the city of Jerusalem and to Golgotha, up this mountain. Jesus would have been physically exhausted. I'm sure there were many times where he was nearly passing out on the way. But Jesus continued up to Golgotha. Then the Bible says that when he arrived at Calvary, he was nailed to the cross. He wasn't tied to the cross. He didn't have just a little support to, to help him on the cross. But Jesus was nailed to the cross. He had nails through both hands and through both feet. He was nailed to that cross. Jesus hung on that cross in that hot day when the sun was beating on him. He hung there for six hours and he would have had to try and lift his body up to grasp just a bit of air. He was suffocating to death upon the cross. Then after six hours, the Bible tells us he cried out, it is finished, and he died on the cross. The Roman soldiers then made sure by sticking the spear through his side. They knew he was dead and they were just making sure. Then the Bible tells us he was embalmed then and he was put in an airless tomb for 36 hours. Now you're telling me that Jesus just passed out or slipped into a coma. I don't think so. The Bible tells us, history tells us, science tells us that Jesus did in fact die upon the cross. You know, this theory is pretty, you know, it's pretty ridiculous when we think about it. It's not logical when we think about it. But many people today still believe this theory. And I believe that many people believe it because they just want to hang their doubt upon something. But you know, the truth of the matter is Jesus is alive. He is risen from the grave. The third lie that Satan has been spread in for 2000 years is mass hallucination. This is the third lie that, that Satan has been spread in for 2000 years. This theory, this lie claims that everybody who's seen the Lord Jesus Christ after he rose again was actually hallucinating because they had this deep desire to see him alive again. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that hallucination typically occurs when people in one way or another are actually expecting it. They're longing to see something. They think they've seen something. They're desperate to see something. But, you know, to think that people were hallucinating, not just once, but on a number of occasions, this throws this theory out of the window. You know, the disciples, the Bible tells us the disciples didn't see him just once. They seen him many times after his resurrection. And, you know, the, the disciples, their faith was completely shattered. They were destroyed. They thought they would never see Jesus again. To say that then that, the, that they seen Jesus, they had this hallucination, and they seen Jesus many times, is an absolute lie. The truth of the matter is Jesus did appear to him. 
to the disciples. He appeared to them on many occasions. And not only did Jesus appear to his disciples, but there was on one occasion he appeared to over 500 people. He then appeared to Saul, who was a persecutor of the church. He appeared to him. The risen Savior appeared to him on the Damascus Road. He appeared to many others. There were many eyewitnesses. There is historical evidence for this. People claiming to see Jesus. Now, to say that over 500 people were hallucinating is just crazy. To think that over 500 people would just make up this story and completely believe it is just crazy. Because the truth is, is that Jesus is alive. This theory will never hold up. This lie will never hold up that all these people were just hallucinating. Jesus fulfilled scriptures by rising again and conquering the grave. He appeared to many eyewitnesses. Listen to what it says, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 to 8. It says, I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scriptures said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. Jesus is alive. Mass hallucination, that is another lie of the enemy. And the final lie of the enemy that I want us to look at to prove that Jesus is alive today is that this, the resurrection, was just a conspiracy theory. It was just a nice story told by the disciples, a hero story because they wanted a nice ending to Jesus' death. This is the fourth lie that Satan wants to spread and has been trying to spread for over 2,000 years. But the truth is, is if this was a conspiracy theory, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then why would all of these people, all of these apostles, why would they die for this story? Why would they die? Many of these believers, all of them died believing the fact that Jesus had risen from the grave. You know, if you and I was facing uh, arrested and we were under trial, I'm sure many of us, if we had made up a story, we'd give in and tell the truth eventually, rather than facing the punishment for our crime. And many of these, they were killed because of their faith in Jesus, but they didn't turn away from their belief in the fact that Jesus rose again. This conspiracy theory lie has been spreading for over 2,000 years, and it doesn't prove the fact that Jesus didn't rise from the grave, because the truth is Jesus did rise from the grave. Their testimonies all of, of all these people prove the fact that Jesus is alive. As we look over church, church history and church tradition, every single apostle, they died gruesome, painful deaths, believing the fact that Jesus rose again from the dead. You know, and the, all this evidence is stacking up to prove that all these lies, all these theories, they don't stand up at all. The fact is that Jesus is alive. Many people saw Jesus after he rose again. And you know, many people today, they say, you know, I want to see Jesus then. Where is Jesus? I want to see him right here and right now. Many people want to see before they believe. But that's not what faith is. Faith is believing before seeing. That's what faith really is. You know, many people, maybe you were watching this today and you say, you know, I want to see it. Just like doubting Thomas, I want to see those nail prints in his hands. I want to see the fact that Jesus is alive, that he has overcome. I want to see him. But I believe God would say to you today, if you would believe, 
then you will see one day. You will see him. You'll know him in a very real way. Listen to what Jesus says. John 20 verse 29. Then Jesus told them, you believe because you have seen me. But blessed are those who believe without seeing me. You know, as we come to a conclusion on this Easter Sunday, may we rejoice in this good news in the fact that our Saviour, Jesus Christ, has in fact risen from the grave. You know, our faith isn't based on just fiction. It isn't based on a nice few stories that have been told throughout history. But our faith is based upon facts, historical facts, scientific facts, biblical facts, that Jesus is in fact alive. Jesus has risen from the grave. He is alive forevermore and he's coming again. You know, I love there's a there's a story, there's a, a book and there's been a movie written by a man named Lee Strobel. He was a news editor who was out to try and disprove the resurrection of Jesus. So he done his research trying to disprove the fact that Jesus rose again from the grave. And I love this quote from his book, The Case for Christ. He said this, it was the science from science and history that prompted me to abandon my atheism and become a Christian. This guy who was once an, once an atheist, when he began to do historical research and scientific research, he found out that actually Jesus did rise again from the grave. He also goes on to say the resurrection is the supreme vindication of Jesus's divine identity and his inspired teaching. It's the proof of his triumph over sin and death. It's the foreshadowing of the resurrection of his followers. It's the basis of Christian hope. It's the miracle of all miracles. Jesus died to satisfy the righteous demands of a holy God. He died for you and for me. He took the punishment for our sins. But his resurrection proves that the Father accepted his sacrifice. And that all who would put their faith and trust in Jesus, then the fact that he is alive, they also shall live as well. We also shall receive eternal life, resurrection, life. And so on this Easter Sunday, there's an invitation from heaven. There's an invitation from Jesus himself to all who would accept it. And that invitation is, will you come and see? Come and see that there's no body in that tomb. There's no grave for Jesus because he is alive. Come and see he is alive. And then go and tell. Tell everybody the fact that Jesus is alive. Jesus has conquered sin. Jesus has conquered death. He has conquered Satan. He is alive forevermore and because he lives we also shall live so on this easter sunday let's celebrate the fact that christ is risen he is risen indeed amen well i want to give you an opportunity today to respond to this message the greatest message the greatest news of all that jesus died on the cross to take the punishment for our sins so we could be forgiven but that jesus rose again conquering sin conquering death conquering satan and because he lives we also shall live Jesus made the way possible that you and I could be reconciled to God, that we could have a personal relationship with him right here and right now, but also that we could receive the gift of eternal life. And I want to give you the opportunity today to put your trust in Jesus, to believe in Jesus, believe in his death and resurrection, and to ask him to come into your life and to be your Lord and Savior. No, there's nothing that you and I could do to make ourselves right with God, but Jesus did it all, and he has made this way possible. In a moment, I'm going to say a prayer. And I'd love to include you in this prayer. The words of the prayer are going to be on this screen. And if you would like to know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, if you're asking him to come into your life for the first time, or maybe you're watching this today and you once knew Jesus, but you've wandered away and you'd like to know him again, you'd like to surrender your life to him again, 
then I'd like to uh, encourage you to say this prayer also. Pray this prayer, mean it in your heart, and today you can know the forgiveness of sins and you can know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour and his eternal life. Amen. Let's pray. Please repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, today I surrender. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. I ask that you would save me. I believe you died on the cross and rose again. Today I choose to follow you and ask that you would be my Lord and Saviour. Thank you for the fresh start I now have in you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer today, know that you've made the best decision that you will ever make. That your old life is gone, the new life has come. That you can now know Jesus' resurrection life. You've received the gift of eternal life and that Jesus Christ has come into your life and he is your Lord and Saviour. At Gateway Church, we are celebrating with you today. The Bible says that all of heaven is rejoicing in this decision that you have made. In a moment, on whatever social media platform you're watching this on, there's going to be a link that will pop up in the comment section. It's going to be a link to our website, gatewaychurchcamry.co.uk forward slash no God. I want to encourage you, if you said that prayer today, please click on that link. It will take you to our website and on that page, you'll find out a little bit more about this decision that you have just made. At the bottom of that page, there is a form and we would like you to please fill out that form and send it back into us. We then will get in touch with you just to introduce ourselves to you and send you a few things just to help you begin to take your next steps in your new journey in following Jesus. But what an Easter Sunday. We are celebrating with you the fact that Jesus has come into your life. He is your Lord and Saviour. Amen.